welcome to Tabletop Game Talk Unscripted. I'm one of your hosts, Josh. And I'm your other host, Chris. And yeah, so this is a new type of topic. Normally we're either on topic or talking role-playing games. Um, also, who's Josh? Josh, who are you? I don't know. Maybe I was one of the original founders of this very podcast, Chris. That is entirely the true. one and only Josh Phillips. <laughs> but, you know, and this funny thing is, is on this cruise, I actually brought the OG Tabletop Game Talk shirt that had just me and you on it. Uh, and so I was wearing that for a couple very, of days. That was very yeah, cool. Yeah, very original. Yeah. And, yeah, we had a lot of, like, oh, do you guys have a podcast? I'm like, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so there's a few things in this unscripted version is there's not going to be a lot of us reading anything. I do want to thank our friends of the show, like, because that's important to me. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sarah Wentworth, and the Gift of Games. You guys are amazing. Um, all the other patrons, I promise to thank you and do credits next week. But um, this week, I don't have the credits in front of me. We're just talking to oh, they're talk. They're going to be so disappointed that I, I'm not going to be stumbling over them I, and saying, really, really, really. I know. Really. I know. Maybe I'll have you record it when we get back and then I'll... Yeah. Uh, no, no promises. Yeah, yeah. Editing. <laughs> oh, I love editing. Let's do more of that. Well, speaking Maybe of editing, not. the sound quality on this is a little different yeah. because we're recording inside of a cruise ship cabin, which is relatively small. Yeah. Uh, fairly echoey, probably. I'm going to try to filter it to make it sound at least reasonable. But um, yeah, so if you're first tuning in now, this isn't a normal podcast, but it still should be interesting. Uh, first thing we're going to do, though, because the reason we're on a cruise ship is because we are on Dice Tower Cruise 2022. Two. Oh, we live in the future. Oh, we do. We do. Back to the future. Very back to the future. Um, and I want to, I want to talk about the elephant in the room in the first place. It's like, we're on a cruise ship during a pandemic, right? Mm. Um, as far as we know, there's been absolutely no, uh, COVID cases or anything like that. I don't think the ship tells you if, even if there are. Um, we had to be vaccinated. We had to have a COVID test, uh, within 72 hours or oh, 48 hours mm-hmm. of getting on the ship. And then we had to wear a little bracelet around saying we're vaccinated. And there were certain parts of the ship that you couldn't even go into if you're vaccinated. But you're like, wait a minute. You just said you had to be vaccinated. Unless you were under a certain age, then you didn't have to be vaccinated. Um, but then you weren't allowed in basically all of the theater areas and stuff. Um, and then all of the indoor spaces, we have to wear masks. Um, the outdoor spaces, we could choose not to wear masks. Um, and for the most part, we just played games outside. Yeah. Because we found that wearing masks inside, it was just so hard to hear and talk and like be social. So we just found tables that were relatively, you know, covered, shielded from the wind, but you know, we could play outside and it worked out all right. I think. Yeah. I was a big ship, you know, there's lots of places to go. So yeah, we found, and we, you know, we bumped into people uh, a lot, you know, from the cruise who are, who are part of the Dice Tower cruise. Um, and so we, we still socialize. So yeah. We're still yeah. working out. Yep. And we had a, so dinner was, <laughs> Josh kind of pointed this out and, and <laughs> I agree. So dinner was, um, everyone's crowded into the different dining areas and nobody's wearing masks during dinner at all. So you're two hours of basically shoulder to shoulder with all the dice tower people. Um, and our table had, I think 10 people counting us mm-hmm. and we had a great group of people yeah, play some games with them. Like social, awesome. like it was, yeah, they were awesome. Um, and then as soon as you left dinner, um, then you were sitting with the exact same people indoors and then you had to wear a mask. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. It was interesting <laughs> for sure, but it's interesting as well because I think we've all seen in the news that, you know, it looks like things might be sort of like the end of the tunnel for that sort of thing. Lots of mask mandates are being dropped in various areas. So yeah. whatever. I mean, we yeah. won't dwell on it too much. And yeah. And honestly, 
the reason why Sydney didn't come on the cruise with me because we didn't bring the kids was because of the masking and because of all the restrictions. Um, and that's why Josh came with me. It's like, Hey, you know, why don't you come with me if you're available? And then I don't have to, like, we were going to just not go on it at all, but I like the fact that we came because I, it just, the turnout was really good. There were yeah. a lot of people that couldn't show up and I don't know what the percentage was. It was a relatively small percent. Right. Um, but in general, Everybody had a great time. Everybody yeah. followed the rules. Um, yeah. and you know, there was like over 700 people, uh, on the Dice Tower cruise. That's uh, incredible. I think it was like one third of the, the passengers or yeah. something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super impressive and like so well run by, by the, uh, guys who run it. So yeah. 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 The, the closing show, which we just came back from was, uh, it was basically, we took over the entire half, the back half of the ship, um, took over the aqua theater. If you're familiar with Royal Caribbean at all. And, you know, the back of those ships are just have this huge, um, well, it's a pool, but they can make it a stage and stuff. And we just took all of that over and that we filled the stage. Yeah. Like we, fi- we, we had more people for that than the aqua show we went to. Yeah. Like there weren't as many people, um, at the aqua show. Uh, so that was really cool that they did a game show and stuff. I don't think any of that's going to be, well, I, they're filming it, so it might be online. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now what I didn't do is I didn't teach Tom Vassal Car Wars. That's true. Because you were trying to do that. that was, I was, that was on your list. I was, I was on my list, but I just couldn't get myself to wake up early enough to go and do it. You know, though, you did have a conversation with him for probably like five, 10 minutes about it. And, and I feel like you maybe opened the door for him to try it. Um, he seemed a little skeptical about trying it. I don't know. That was yeah. the, the, the read I had, but I don't know Tom very well. So it could have been completely yeah. Well, he was also that. like, he's, he's like, I'm hesitant to let people teach me games because then i can't really judge the rule book right um and i'm like okay i get that right so we'll see yeah uh but very open to trying it yeah and we both basically you know one of his main concerns for mm-hmm. like he has it he's been looking at it he was talking about maybe he's going to do a live right. like playthrough of it or something um but he's like but it's steve jackson games right yeah. it's it's right. and i'm like yeah and i brought it up first i'm just like they're not the greatest at modern board games mm. and so it's hard to like justify that. But all of the other games that I brought for us to play, I think we played every single one of them. Yeah. Like the only one we didn't play was Insider, but you've played Insider before. Oh, yeah. And I will be playing that this weekend with my friends. So yeah. Yeah. So, but otherwise we played them all, right? Which is going to become, well, is, has become the off script topic of this show, right? Because you, we're frustrated through a few <laughs> games. Um, but a couple, other games, a couple, a couple. Yeah. But other games you like really enjoyed. Oh yeah. Big time. So, you know, if you're listening to us, you've probably already seen the topic. It's going to be something along the lines of, you know, player differential or, mm. you know, something li- along those lines. Yeah. Um, Differences in skill level. You yeah. Know? So what we want to, what I'm going to do is we're going to go through the different games we played and talk about why I brought those games, why I thought you would enjoy them. Mm. And then, what your take on them was. Because yeah. I don't think you didn't enjoy any game, but no. some games you were more frustrated with than others. Yeah. So what's the first game we played? It was 51st State, I believe. Was that, that the first game we played? I think so. Unless there's some did, other did game. Did we play Homeworlds first, though? No. We had to have played Homeworlds no, dude. first. I think we did that the next morning, like during the day, because we'd already met 
uh, our dinner part people then because they came over and saw us playing it. Um, so anyway, Fifty First State. I'm all right. convinced it was the first game. All right, Fifty First State. Now this is a game that I hadn't played before. I didn't bring this. Right. I saw it in the library, and there's going to be a game found campaign for it in the coming weeks, pretty soon. Um, Z Garcia rated his number one game of all times on his top 100. It's number one, and I wanted to try it out just to see if it was something I wanted to put back on GameFound, yeah. because Robinson Crusoe was another game that I hadn't paid much attention to, and it was on GameFound, a portal game, same publisher, right. and I went out and tried that game, and then I'm like, I'm all in. I want everything. I, oh, I need everything. So you were game enough, yeah. pun intended, to try <laughs> out 51st State, and we were learning the rules late at night, while wearing masks, mm-hmm. trying to, I'm trying to read the rules to you yeah. in a noisy room. So it wasn't the most ideal learning situation. Right. So we we're halfway through the game before we even understood all of the rules, I think. Yes. But I'm going to end it there. And what was your take on this game from the other side of the table? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this, I'm almost stumbling over like how to describe the game to start with. Like it's, you know, you're, there's lots of cards to be drafted from and you're using those cards. And as you know, a lot of games like that have a lot of kind of text on the card uh, and that dictates what you can do with that card. And it just, sort of sets off chain reactions uh, that interact with other cards that you might have in play and there's all this stuff going on, right? Uh, and there's more stuff that I'm not yeah. even mentioning. But, but it's I a think- resource management tableau building game that you can mess with your opponents in. Yes, <laughs> there we go. I knew that Chris would have a, a perfectly uh, great description of it. So with that in mind, like I think you've got to understand as well that I'm coming in from a point where I'm not like actually playing board games hardly at all. Right. Like I'm playing with um, groups of people who, you know, don't play board games a lot. And so the kind of games I'm playing, like big party games, things like insider, um, you know, things like, are you a werewolf or secret Hitler, things like that. So, I've been so cold to it, you know, since like we did the podcast, since we were living together and playing board games all the time, I will sit down and play anything. It doesn't matter how hard it is, how involved it is. I will give it a go and I will mostly enjoy things. And I did enjoy this game. I think where the frustration started to come out was that I, I'm not, I'm rusty uh, on these kinds of complex games. And the other thing is, is that like, you know, if we look at Chris Steele's like types of games that he's into, right? Like stuff you're into is like, complex systems and like you talked to me before about like oh i could just read the rule book and be happy and like really just understanding the system like how it fits together the interactions like how well that's been crafted by the design team all the stuff and i can put the rule book down and be like oh i enjoyed that i don't even need to necessarily play it and so like your enjoyment comes from these more and more complex systems because you you do this so often and so you know, that's a big part of the differential there is like, and that's funnily enough, why we started this whole podcast, the premise was, and the original title was going to be something like old gamer, new gamer, right? And that was the interesting (laughs) part, right? Because I'm not the guy who, you know, goes out and buys, you know, TI three or four or whatever, and all these really dense games. Yeah, as a teenager, I played Lord of the Rings Risk, but I'm not like playing these like crazy modern games. So 
that's interesting, that difference between us, but it means that, like, when, when I'm encountered with a game like this, like, it takes me a while to get into it. It takes me a long time, um, to understand how to play this game. And then I start making mistakes. And because this game has a competitive element and we can actually mess with each other too, um, then I was very aware of our relative position in the game, like, what, how we were scoring, how we were doing. And then sometimes you would mess with me, I'd mess with you. And, that was frustrating to me because I was just felt like, oh, I'm like a competitive person and I'm playing this competitive game and I feel like I've lost from the go one because you just like are better at this kind of thing than me right now because I don't do this very often. Now, just for the record, you led in score the vast majority of that game and you lost by two points. Yes. It was, the score was something like 26 to 27. Yes. So it, you weren't that far behind, right. but that that's right. beside the point. Because right. your yeah. feeling was right, you were not doing as well as I was, even yeah. though we neither or, of us have played the game before, or as well as I could be doing. Right, like I kept having moments where I'd read stuff on cards and think I understood it, and then uh, like a turn after, I'd be like, "Oh no, I just missed something crucial about that and how it interacts with this." and uh, we didn't even understand the rules properly. So I'd been like suboptimal on that front. And I'm like, oh man, like, you know, it's, it's just like that constant frustration of like, I'm screwed, man. Like I'm, I'm getting so many things wrong. And I felt kind of stupid as well because I was like making all these mistakes. Um, and I think I would feel less stupid making mistakes in a game where I'm not like in that much direct competition with you. But already my competitive, you know, competitive juices are just flowing. And I'm like, ah, I want to be him, you know, um, which I, realize isn't always the best way <laughs> to approach games well but see, but you know it's part of my nature I'm yeah. like, I was like it's hard to like stop <laughs> doing yeah. it so i've and i've mentioned many times i'm not that competitive of a person for the most part yeah, um, i think you're more competitive than you think well, you are well but you just mentioned right i like exploring the game system more yes. than i care about winning the game yes. now there are certain other there are games that i'm competitive in yeah but typically if it has a board i'm probably not that competitive like okay keyforge Hundred percent. Right. I want to win, especially if I'm going to go to a right. tournament. I want to win. Right. Any kind of competitive dueling game, right. um, you know, especially when it comes to cards and stuff, I want to know what the tournament scene looks like, mm-hmm. even if I never plan on being there, because I want to be playing by the competitive rules. Right. Um, and if a game feels broken in the competitive environment, like you know, uh, Flesh and Blood, uh, I'm not interested in that game. Right. It, it doesn't interest me to just see like a couple you know, meta things. Right. But something like 51st State, I went into that game just being like, okay, I just want to learn the rules. I want to get a good feel for yeah. if this is playing. And that's all I was doing. I wasn't really trying to, like, win. And I, and I said that ahead yeah. of time, like, you this is just a learning game, yeah. right? Yeah. Just learning. And your first few turns, it's like, well, we're just learning, so I'm just going to take this card or that card. Yeah, exactly. And there's a good thing to bring up, because I was just literally picking these. You, you put some faction cards in front of me, and I was like, Josh, don't be competitive. Just pick one. See a color you're like, oh, red, that looks cool. The R looks nice. I'll just grab that. Um, and then very quickly, like four turns in, I'm like, wait a second. I don't like what this faction is doing. And Chris's faction is like all about building stuff. And he's building so many things. And I can't do any of that. And God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not editing language. Um, <laughs> I told, Josh, I told Josh ahead of time, we're PG. I um, know, I'm sorry. Is, <laughs> one drink at least, and uh, I said I would, it would be tough for me. I apologize. But but the thing is, somewhere in the middle of that game, it turned from a learning game f- to, for you to yeah. a frustration because you couldn't 
do what you wanted to do. Yes. Um, whether that be live up to this imaginary Chris is so good at this game thing. Oh, or, I don't know if I use those exact words in my head, Chris. Or, <laughs> like, the factions are slightly different, right? And, yeah. and we just randomly pick the factions. Yeah. And my, the faction that I was using more naturally worked with what you wanted to do. Yeah. Or, it wasn't what your faction was good at. So if you wanted to mimic me to try to like say, well, at least I can keep up with him by mimicking him. You couldn't do that. Your faction was incapable of doing the same thing. My faction was doing and vice versa as well. Yeah. Um, and it didn't help that we did make a mistake. We kind of like thought we got a rule wrong. So we changed it halfway through and it turns out our original reading was right. And that then happened me from doing that building thing too. I was like, Oh no, now it's more expensive to do that. Um, when it shouldn't have been, um, so you obviously that's part of games too, right? You play it the first time, you're going to make mistakes, and it's going to mess well, with things. As a counter to that, we did ultra underprice the attack action, so you could you could attack yeah. a lot more efficiently with the rule that's that we were true. playing wrong. That's true. Um, but that's how I learn games, right? Is I right. play the first game and then I read the rules and say, okay, we got this one, this one, and this one wrong. Let's right. play again. Right. Now we did not play this one again. No, because you're like, I never want to play that game again. <laughs> it was the worst experience I ever had. And then this you're is like, lies. This and, is absolute and then you're lies. Like, but I, but I really enjoyed playing the game. I just I never want to do it again. <laughs> I did, and I didn't say I never want to play it again because Chris is obviously wanting me to rile up for, for you know, the entertainment value for the listeners. And I get that, Chris. It's a good move, right? Uh, you know, I'm all for it. But you know, I, I'm like, actually, you saw frustration from me, but that's just a, like a, la- a small layer of frustration under like the enjoyment of learning the game. Like, I do like puzzles. I do like figuring things out. And I did like, you know, those moments where I was putting things together. And so I did have a lot of fun playing it. Um, it just triggered something for me, uh, you know, that made me a little frustrated. Yeah. But once I walked away, I like let it go very quickly. I'm like very like, okay, I was frustrated for a second and now I'm chill and whatever. It was five minutes ago. Let's right. have a drink, you know. All right. So the next day, um, we, yeah. we woke up at noonish, um, got some food. Uh, there was a lot of sleeping in on this cruise. Yes. Lots of sleeping in. Uh, so we woke up and then I'm like, okay, let's go on the upper deck. Um, we'll grab a drink and we'll play Homeworlds because we can play that by the pool. Yep. You know, it's basically impenetrable. You can play it anywhere. Yeah. Space uh, chess. You know, yep. you, I, we used to talk about it back in the podcast in the oh, day. We used to play it together. I liked it. I liked that kind of game. So good yep. choice. So first question, how many people came up to us and asked us what we were playing? Oh my God. At least a dozen. <laughs> at least. And like, I had actually never played it in public before and you had told me so many times like this game is crazy everyone comes up and asks about it and I I always thought you were exaggerating I was like okay it's like one or two people now and then but no it was like a dozen people within the space of like two hours and it was crazy I was just like you were absolutely right. Like it, and to be fair, it does look like one of those weird games that were on Star Trek that you kind of look at and you're like, "Wow, that's so abstract and weird." And like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, and I like I say, I love it. Every time yeah. someone comes up and tries to like ask me what it is, I'm like, I always like, well, it's called Homeworld. It's kind of like space chess. Yep. And then I will give a quick, you know, each of these colors has a different thing. This one can move. This one can duplicate. This one can capture. This one can change colors. Right. And th- you get the blank stare. Yeah. It's like, wait, what is it again? <laughs> Home world. Yeah. But you can't Google that because you'll just get the video game because it's, the video game was far more popular. Ah, uh, 
Uh, yeah. So, um, I I have been Looney tempted. Labs. Yeah, Labs is what you type in. I've been tempted to actually get business cards printed up, so when someone comes to me, I can just hand them. It says Homeworld, LoonyLabs.com. There you go. Go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe put bad. a reference code on it and get like a kickback from oh, Andrew. Yeah. Looney. I could do that. <laughs> um. So yeah. So this game, I did not expect the reaction that you had when we started playing this. Because this was a uh, game that you have played before. And I loved playing with you back yes. in the day, yeah. And you you were under the impression that I've been, like, becoming a grandmaster in the years that we haven't played. Uh, well, I actually wasn't thinking about that until we started playing. <laughs> then it became very clear on my mind, oh, I I didn't realize the gulf that now exists between us in this game. The thing is, <laughs> I've only played like a handful of games since the last time we played because once Sydney beat Andy Looney, I said, I'm not going to play Sydney anymore because she's too good and yeah. I can't be. See, yeah. you're more in my camp than you make out. <laughs> yeah. You get this. It's a very human reaction, you know? But that, that's the thing is like, you did play people like Andy Looney and other people that beat Andy Looney, yeah. aka Sydney, I've, who's I've, amazing at this yes, game. And I have played it multiple times, even in the last month, because I've been introducing a number of other people to the game. Right. Um, oh, it's all coming out now, Chris. Yeah. You didn't tell me any of that. So. <laughs> So, but, so we set up a game right. and, and I'm like, you know, we'll just do like a quick refresher game. Yeah. I don't know why I expected the game to be quick. Uh, it can play in 20 or 30 yeah. minutes. I think we took like two and a half hours. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, this is not an AP no, no, conversation at all no. because some, these games like chess, right? They can yeah. just take a very long time. And neither of us, I think we're bored during the process. I, I literally haven't played it in like four or five years. Like, yeah. cause w- it was back when I like lived with you and stuff. So, right. so, you know, that adds to the time. Yes. I, I, t- I can take a long time in games and especially games like this. Cause, and we talked about this on the, on the AP episode where I talked about photosynthesis and our experience there, but like the enjoyment of these types of games for me is a lot of that figuring it out and, and turning over different possibilities in my head. Like I love that so much. And, but to your point, you're like, yeah, but I'm just looking at you and you are literally staring at the board for well, like 30 but- minutes. But here's the thing. Oh, 15 minutes but, or whatever that, it is. but that wasn't a complaint in how much time you were taking. Yeah. So what was ending up happening was you were getting more and more frustrated as yeah. you felt like you were getting more and more behind yes, in the game. Right. And at the same time, you were telling me, it's like, okay, I have no chance here, but I'm having fun. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but what I'm seeing is you just being silent and staring at the board. It doesn't look like you're having fun to right, me. Right, right. And at a certain point... And I genuinely was. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, making that up. Right. Yeah. Well, at a certain point in the game, you simply said, well, I don't think there's any way I can win. I think I'm going to lose, so I guess I'll yes. just make this move. And at that point, I said, okay, all right, let's make this interesting. If you think you've already lost, that's fine. Yeah. Let's just switch positions. Yeah. And I literally turned the table around yeah. and took your position and right. you took my position. And that obviously elongated the game. You know, we're talking about right. it taking longer, yeah. Right. And yes, if I had continued pressing with whatever strategy, yeah. um, but I was able to climb back with your board state and yes. eventually win the game. Yes. And there was, and the, the really interesting thing and, and the fun I ended up having, um, and you know, like there was that layer of frustration, uh, sort of mid to late game for me because of that competitive nature, because I could tell the gulf in our, our skill levels. But at the same time, I was, 
and we were saying this during the game. Like, I was learning strategies from you and you were being a great teacher. Like you weren't just like stomping over me and saying nothing. You would like be stopping and you even stopped me ma- from making some really, really dumb moves that was just going to like destroy a piece because I'd forgotten a rule. And I, you know, I hadn't played this game in years. So you were like reminding me and being like, no, no, no take that back. Um, and so I learned so much, you know, there was, there's so much in home worlds where you're like managing sort of the bank of pieces that you're pulling out. Um, and I, I, I didn't even know about that, right? Like, it, it didn't even occur to me. And so I was like, wow, okay, I learned all of this from that game. And, like, you know, certain tricks and moves where you can, like, sort of create stars and then sacrifice pieces. And then you're, like, you know, swapping back and forth. And you end up having more pieces in your card than you think would be obvious. Like, there's so much depth to that game. And I was learning so much about that. And that's what I loved about it. But I'm really competitive. And you were much, much better than me. And then I felt I was getting stomped on. And... I think I was a bit hungover too. <laughs> because we, we have the drinks package on this cruise. And so, uh, Chris, you were a great pacemaker on day one. I, oh, you were just like, ah, we, our hands are empty. Let's do this. We've got to get our money's worth. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, but then the next morning I woke up and I was a bit like, ooh. So I think that played you, into it you, as well. You were, you were already in a salty mood. Yeah. yeah. Not enough now, sleep, you know. Now this is a game. Where I'm like, do you want to play another game? And you're like, no. Yes. I think I need to go play with somebody else for a while before I could play you again. Yes. And I am curious because I think that, especially games like this, you will get better faster by paying someone who's better than you. Yeah. But you don't want to learn from someone better than you. You'd rather play someone who is as much a novice as you. I, I think that's that's not entirely true. What I think how I would characterize it is I want to play someone who's just a tiny bit better than me or just a you know medium amount better than me. I currently feel like there is a bigger gulf than than you might think between our skill levels right now. And so I just think it's too much. I'm like I don't want to play someone your level good, but I will play someone better than me. Uh just take them down a few notches. And and you know, it won't you, you, to your point you were like I don't think it would take you that long to get there and I don't think it would, but it was just like I I, I wasn't enjoying the the feeling, you know. I felt dumb. I was like, "Oh man, you're able to like run rings around me." here so i was just like you know i'll, I'll go on the there's an online version right where's, yeah. where's that again board game arena has a version of it right and so i would do that and play people and then we're on for round two for all sure. right all right well we could play on board game arena yeah we can i'm, so, I'll be down for that and I'll that you have less infinite thinking time because yes. you can take a turn a day if you want asynchronous and take as much time as you want right so so that's where we ended with homeworlds so the next game i'm like because we had this conversation and I'm like, okay, I can't teach you a competitive game anymore in a competitive way mm. because if I do, I risk you mm. feeling like I'm so much better, even though I'm not, I don't have any much more experience in these games than you do, mm. but it doesn't matter what reality is. Perception <laughs> is reality to well, the person perceiving it, right? Well, but Chris, like, I'm, think I'm, about I'm, it. I'm you better got... than you in Homeworlds. Yes. Yeah, but but... I'm, I'm talking about future games. Right, but like even like things like Fifty First Day, like I made the point, like you, you're a guy who has like a board game store's worth of board <laughs> games in your house. You've bought and not played more games than I've played. So yes, uh, you know, like it's 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 that sort of thing where it's like you're you're so entrenched in this in a way that I'm not, and so it is. I think like breathing to you in a way that like it just takes me a bit longer. And so if we're playing and we, we want to play new games, I love that. I want to play new games, but then the problem is, I feel like this is the l- only time I'm going to play this game so to get the max amount of enjoyment i want to actually play it as if i'm actually playing it and try and be competitive and try and go for it 
And I try and tell myself at the beginning, I try to tell myself at the beginning of both, like, just let it go, just, you know, just learn, just make what move, whatever, and then just get sucked in. Yeah. So, so basically I changed my tap, yeah. because it wasn't fair of me to ask you to play a game just to learn it. Right. Um, even if the intent was, we can play it again right afterwards. Right. Because you were not going to be happy you were not going to be not frustrated with that learning game. Yeah. Right. And I would still have fun. Like I said, it, sure. there would be that layer of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I didn't want, I, I mean, the whole point of you coming here was so yeah. that we could play these games. Right. Not so you could be frustrated the entire time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the next game, I'm like, I, this is a competitive game, but we're going to play a co-op first Yeah. because that way you can play through a full game mm-hmm. and not feel that competitive nature. Mm. And you accidentally think this game is so much easier than it actually is. It's way easier than the two that we started out with. It is. It is way easier. It's way easier. Yeah. So, the game we're talking about (laughs) is Hadrian's Wall. Right. Basically considered among the Gamosphere as the most complex roll and write in existence. Now, roll and writes tend to be relatively straightforward anyway. See, this is where it all comes apart. Because the other thing is, is like, it just looks cluttered, like, in the sense that, like, there's so much on those sheets that you can do. But the thing is, when you decide to do something, you just pick a thing, and it becomes very quick and simple and logical. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm just saying that there isn't a game teach video out there that's less than 45 minutes. Like, I can teach a homeworld in five minutes. I, it takes me an hour to teach a Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. It is a far more complex game, but we played it as a co-op. And for the first two rounds, I'm like, and this is how you can do this, and this is how you can do this. Mm-hmm. And then for the next two rounds, I'm like, okay, now go ahead and do it. And I'll just watch to make sure you're not making mistakes. Right. And we didn't get to finish that game because I think we had to go to dinner or something. Right. Um, but you played enough by yourself where you're like, this is really cool. Yeah. I, like, I get this. And you didn't have any kind of competitive to it at all right but but i wouldn't put that down to that co-op style teaching on that particular game only because i think if we had started with hadrian's wall and you had kept it competitive i actually wouldn't have cared at all because because of the nature of that game right because there is a slight ways to interact but it's very light and so i think my head would have just been down on the paper working out what i can do and then there's this whole dopamine hit thing that i didn't even know was part of these kind of rolling right you know, flip and write games. And it was just like, you know, you instantly do something, tick something off, and then you get more points and more meeples. Oh, and these meeples are like multiplying. I did this and I get this and I get some victory points. And like, I'm not even looking over at you. I don't care what you've done. And we spend, you know, how long we spend doing it, like an hour or something. And at the end, we total it all up and like, oh, you got 61 and I got 55. I don't care. Like, I, I'm not bothered at that point. It's it's one of those things that's interesting because we can never really know what would happen if yes. I tried to play this competitive with you. That's Leo. true. Because I think you would have been lost among the swarm of boxes. Yeah. And you would have been constantly asking, okay, where does the, what does this do? What does this do? What does yep. this do? Yep. And if I had taught you 45 minutes ahead of time, like, okay, this is what everything does, you are going to forget 80% yes. of that because that's right. how teaching works. Yep. So until you played a game, I don't think you would have been happy playing that game. I would, I think I would have because, because it's Hadrian's wall and because like all the things I just said, right? Like your head's down, you're on your board and then you get a number at the end, but it's like in 51st state. I was so aware of how well you were doing. I was so aware of how well I was doing and I was aware that we were messing each other up and it was frustrating to me. Um, whereas and the other thing about Hadrian's wall is like, there is like, you know, you said like, there's no interaction. 188. Well, there's that, but there's also 188 things to do. So it was like, and they all, to me, they're all very straightforward and logical. So then I'm not like 
annoyed that there's so many things to do because I'm like, I'm just going to pick one thing and it's logical and I understand it. Where I was getting frustrated with 51st State was that the rules seemed complex to me. When I read through the text, they didn't always make sense. I got things wrong. And that was a lot of frustration too. So I, I just, I thought it was easier to pick up. So I think we ended up playing two or three full games of Hadrian's Wall yeah, on this it, cruise. Man. I loved it. Such yeah. a great game. I, I think I'll probably buy it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is a great game. Everyone should buy it. Yeah. Like, period. Um, everyone who walked by, they're like, ooh, like all of the gamers that walked by, they looked at it it's like, wow, those are really small. That's really small print. Yeah. Every single gamer. And that's why, cause you mentioned it's like, oh, this is just a sort of casual game. I could teach all my friends. I'm like, I think you are overestimating. The thing is, you have to like corner someone and just be like, I'm teaching you this. It looks really hard but we're going to play it through and you're going to see that it's not and you're right i mean even my eyebrows raised a bit when i saw the sheet but i was also like oh well then i guess i don't need to worry so much like it's it's so like big that um you know i'm sure we'll just figure it out as we go along um i didn't go into it with high expectations of being like oh you know i'm gonna really gonna have to like learn every corner of this i'm like as long as i learn something i'll, I'll figure yeah. it out as we go along yeah. yeah so but i i mean my my recommendation to someone in general is hey, you actually made me open my eyes to t- teaching games if there is a co-op mm. mode of the game that is a hundred percent the right way to teach a game. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I was won over by that too. Even though I disagree with you around 51st State versus Hadrian's Wall, I still agree that teaching co-op that was such a uh, uh, sort of masterstroke. There, it was like that well, I went so well. Yeah, especially if you have someone who's like, you know, I don't want you to know this game better than me. I want to be on equal footing. Yes, it's you, if you're co-op, you are equal footing. Yeah, you're on the same team. Yeah. All right, so. Hadrian's Wall was a success. Yeah. Um, I think after dinner we went up and we played another, I think that we played our first game like after dinner. We broke and then right. came back and then played after dinner. And yeah, I, like I say, I love that game. Uh, it's, it's just so good. Um, the last game we played, I tried playing a completely different strategy. Yeah. And you were playing like a really defensive strategy. Yeah. And you beat me by, I think like 15 points or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I still enjoyed playing this, and now I think I know how to play this strategy better. I'm going to try it again. Yeah. Right? It's like every time you play, you, there's just so much to do, and you can't possibly come close to doing it all. Yeah. Um, I think I've never really checked. I have all the sheets for all the games, so I could probably check this. But I would say that probably only 40% of the boxes at most on the sheet get checked. Yeah. Probably closer to 30%. Which means there are so many choices and options yeah. and ways that you can and you really have play to specialize a bit. You know, you 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 know you're not going to be able to do everything. Um, and and I, you know, there's luck involved, right, with some of the cards yeah. that come out. But it's minor. There's a minor amount of luck, but yes. enough to make it so you can't just do the same strategy every single time. Exactly. It's not going to ever be a solved game. Like, oh, you know, always go for this, this, and this in that order, and it's you know, you're always yeah. going to win. You know? Yeah. All right. So then we went to mind management. And this is a hidden movement game. Um, it's number one on a ton of people's list oh, for game I loved of the it. year it was last so year. Good. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, okay, we're going to play the training game first. Yeah. And the training game in mind management by itself is a great game. Mm-hmm. Like you could just play the training game, and it's it's great. It's good. And I remember when you first had it out, I was like, described it as, oh, is this kind of like a cat and mouse type of game? And you were like, yeah. I mean, that's one way to describe it. Like. 
I'm, you know, I don't know where you are, and I'm kind of like on your tail and like getting clues about your location. Yeah. That was, there's, was interesting. Yeah. There's four cats, one mouse, and <laughs> yeah. the cats are trying to figure out what the mouse is by saying, "Hey, have you ever run under this minivan?" Yeah, uh, I did over here. And then you got to go over to the minivan. It's like, okay, now when were you here? I was there on turn four. Yeah. Um, you know, so those are. It's just kind of like this back and forth. But the training game is so much not. Like, it, it teaches you the basics, yeah. but then once you do the full game, there's a whole nother layer there. Yeah. Now, we played the training game, and right. then I think we played... We only did the training game once, right. and then we did the full game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, before I forget to mention, there is an app called Mind Management, Mind MGMT. Mm-hmm. Um, you can download this app and essentially play the training game in the app itself. The only thing the app doesn't let you do is leave these little markers on there. So you have to kind of take notes on the side as to where people were. But you can play this full, the full training mode of the game solo. Yeah. And you should. Like, you should. Um, yeah. And the artwork on this thing is amazing. Like, it's got this real graphic novel vibe and it's really quirky and interesting. Not like a lot of art I see on a lot of other board games. And I remember you saying there's like a whole like graphic novel world, like art story that was built first. And this game is kind of like using that world. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. And the, the art in the game is done by the same graphic designer and artist of the comic book and the story in the game. Oh, yeah. And the box is like this just, oh, it's, beautiful. it's so, there's just so much story in this world um and eventually the app will support the full game so you can actually play the full game and have the app take the role of the mouse per se um they're not actual mice and cats yeah it's it's, it's espionage they're like spies yeah spy versus spy basically yeah right um but they can take the hidden movement role in the app and then everyone else can co-op and play as the agents that are trying to find that person. Are there, are there other games that like, um, you know, take this kind of basic core concept and, and game mechanic, like this hidden movement that you mentioned? Like, are there other examples there's, that there's, are popular? Yeah, dozens and like, dozens of tell them. Tell me a couple. Um, so the the one that it's kind of the first one is like Fury of Dracula, okay. where you're trying to track down Dracula and you're fighting him, but there, okay. it's a really long game. Okay. Um, there's one, um, oh, there's a spy game, Spectre Ops, okay. where there's one person running around and then four agents trying to find him. Right. Um, Nuns on the Run is another one that okay. does this. Um, how, Stop how, Thief is another one that does how, this. How does this rank? Because it sounds like you played some of those games. Um, I enjoy this one. So, and this is going to sound like bandwagon jumping on, right. but every review of this, Every single one of them I've ever seen, and like mm. I've watched a decent number of them, or the summaries of them, this is the best hidden movement game in existence. I, I and, loved it. So I, I you know, there's got to be a huge yeah. kernel of well, truth in that. And there's a couple reasons for it. Right. One, the map is small. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically, I think, 16 by 16. Right. Or not 16, uh, 8 by 8. So right. it's like, you know, it's a 64 grid. Yeah. Um, I think it's 8 by 8. No, it's 7 by 7, actually. Okay. Yeah, because you, yeah. Um... So there's 49 squares in the map. That's it. Right. And you're moving orthogonally and you're moving yeah. one step at a time. Right. So it's not hard to track down the person who's hiding. That's true. And therefore the games are short. Like yeah. we've started a game and then Tom came over and was like, Oh, you only have 30 minutes left before we have to clear this room. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, we're probably not going to finish this. Well, you just started at like three o'clock yeah. and we need to be gone by three 30. We finished the game without rushing yeah. at three 28. Yeah. And, and I was playing with you. Yeah. And, and, and it was a full and like, yeah. it was a satisfying game. Yeah. Um, now it's not always going to play in 30 minutes. Yeah. It's probably like 30 minutes to an hour is would be your average. Right. But the fact you can play it so quickly 
it just made it like we ended up playing it I uh, think like four more times. But it, it, and it's a game where it's me versus you, right? Um, but I didn't get like super hardcore competitive about this. I mean, like obviously we'd had those conversations in the first two days. And so I was feeling like, look, I, I need to do better at like, you know, just making sure I'm just learning the game and not trying to be too competitive. But like, I wasn't getting frustrated at all. Like I wasn't feeling like I needed to win to be satisfied at all. Um, and it was just like, you know, I, I could feel myself closing the net on you. And that was like exciting and fun. I'm like, oh, it's, you're down to a few squares. I know you're I somewhere think around a here. a big difference. So, yeah. and, and part of what we we're trying to get to is what brings out that competitive spirit? Like you're too good. I don't want to play that game with you yeah. versus not. So the yes. first two games we talked about are head to head competitive. Yeah. We're basically in the same starting situation, maybe minor tweaks, differences, but we're, we're going at each other with the same tools. Yeah. So because we're using the same tools, it becomes who can use the tools better. And you're like, I'm not good at these tools. So I'm not, yeah, I'm feeling frustrated Right. with Hadrian's walls. There is the same thing. We're using the same tools, but there's no interaction. Yeah. So you can do your own thing and not care what I'm doing. Right. Cause even if you did care what I was doing, you couldn't affect it. Right. So there's no reason to worry about right. what I'm doing. Just do the best you can do. Yeah. And if you're having fun, like I said, the micro, like those little dopamine hits, oh, right? So good. Every time you do something, you're having fun while playing the game. And there was one game where we ended and you forgot to add up the score. I'm like, we still got to do scores. And he's like, Oh, what? And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even care at that point. I was like, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so like that is a, was a nice way of like breaking that competitiveness. Yeah. With my management, I think the sides are so different. Yes. That it's hard to be directly competitive. Right. Right. And, Later on, so when we added some extra stuff in there, I was playing the hunters and you were playing, you know, I was playing the cats, you were playing the mouse. Right, on the hidden movement, yeah. And it was, it felt like it was frustrating. It's like, I don't know how to stop you from getting what you're getting because you can do so much now and I can't stop you in time. Right. But I didn't feel like the game was broken. I felt like I'm not using my tools correctly because... When you you were miles the- away from me. You kept. It was like it was clear to us that you were one or two moves away from catching me. Like every time you were closing the yeah. net, but I was able to just be that one or yeah. two ahead of you. And the difference between the training game and the full game is there's a lot more things to think about. Yeah. Now we were playing one versus one, and this game is a one versus many, so it could be up to one versus four. Right. And we were talking like, well, maybe if there were two, a two v one, at least now you have two minds to keep track of things that are yes. going on. And I'm like. That makes sense because there's a lot to think about every time you're going. But this game has what it calls the shift system. So when one side loses, they open up this little envelope, which gives them a boost for the next game. A legacy element. It is. And then if they lose again, they open up another element that gives them another boost to the next game. And the way the game works is you get to keep opening up these envelopes until you win, and then the other side loses, and then they open up an envelope. Yeah, you had these, like, tr- psychic traps, like, trip wires that, like, if I crossed them, I had to tell you, like, the next move, like, that I crossed them. You didn't know exactly where I crossed the trip wire, but you knew I crossed it. So you're like, okay, it's got to be one of these squares that you ran over. Yeah. So, but in in general, though, this really worked to break that competitive oh, spirit. Did. Yeah. And it was just fun to play. I didn't care if you caught me. It was fun watching you try and get closer and closer. And I was like, oh, he he did his little special power where he tries to guess if I'm close to him. I am close to him, but I was just like one square <laughs> outside of his range. Uh, yeah, it was fun to see that, like to be like, <laughs> and sitting there knowing something yeah. that you didn't, but also being impressed with like when you're like getting on my tail. I'm like, yeah. oh, Okay, yeah, and one of the there. things, uh, 
um, and I think this was mentioned in a review someplace too, a 1v1 of this can be very quiet, mm. right? If both of you are just thinking, thinking silently. Right. And, and the mouse, for lack of better terms, right. it's just here. The mouse has to be quiet when they're doing their thing. Yeah. Um, at least when they're doing their hidden movement. When they're doing their, you know, in public movement, yeah. you know, you can talk any way you want. But one of the things I was doing was trying to talk out all of my logic. Yeah. Because if there were two of us there, that conversation would be happening and the game right. doesn't become quiet. Because from your point of view, if you're playing the mouse, you don't do anything while I'm doing my stuff. Right. So if I'm not talking through what I'm thinking and what I'm doing, it can become really boring. And that boring. was a lot of fun to hear you puzzle it out. Obviously, me knowing the true answer, you're like, oh, I think you went here and you've got to have only gone to these two places or these three places. And I'm seeing like a flaw in your logic that you haven't spotted. And I'm like, oh, if, if only he got that right, he'd be like much closer than he is. He's close, but he's, he could be even closer. Yeah. And that was like fun to me to see you puzzle it out and get closer and closer and closer. And I did that because when you were playing, you yeah. were actually talking it out loud yeah. just because I think that's what you were, you were yeah. just thinking out loud. And I'm like, that was the most entertaining aspect to me yeah. as opposed to you just staring at the board and saying nothing right um but yeah so all right so my management um we got pulled into a another game that i think worked out really well which yeah. was captain sonar and i'd heard about it years ago when it first came out from you and you were like oh it's so unique it's so interesting you know you're a guy who likes games with social interaction this certainly has that um and so i was always going to play it so it was great to actually do it and i like, get a group together and like see what that madness and mayhem i'd heard about was like and it was very like mayhem and chaotic and like oh, oh my god they're like a board game that's like really rushed and like yeah. oh do this do this go 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 yeah so captain Sonar is an eight-player game where you play two teams, 4v4. Um, it can technically go down to two, but there's a two- to four-player version of it. If you want to really go down to two or four players, use that version. But typically, you have eight players. Each um, On your team of four, each person takes on a different role, and then the other team actually does the same thing. It's a real-time game, mm -hmm. so you're kind of moving around the board, trying to find where the other sub is. It's basically real-time battleship. Yeah. And you're trying to, like, fire but, torpedoes. But you're moving, so they, they, there's someone, like, who has to listen into the commands from the other people. You don't know where they started. You're drawing, like, a shape on the board that you're hoping is going to give you clues as to where they currently are. It's uh, it's such a smart game. Like, the, the design of that, I'm sort of in awe of. I'm just like, wow, this took some, like, thinking outside the box to come up with this. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and Great group of people. Yeah. They were and there was... The, we did not feel competitive at all there because no. we were just having fun. Right. And those games last for maybe 15 minutes. Right. Um, we ended up, I think we played three or four times. Yeah. And, and then we're like, you know, everyone's like, okay, now we need just a, to, a we need to calm him down with a nice yeah. long euro. And then. <laughs> yeah. Our <heart> was <laughs> through the roof. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's go do something else. Um, as the other games we ended up playing with people, um, I taught Century Golem Edition. Yes. Um, Love that. and that was a group of five of us. So how did you feel? Did you feel competitive or behind the eight ball or anything on that game? And if so, why? And if not, why? Oh, God, no, I was not competitive. And I know I didn't feel behind the thing. I mean, Century Golem Edition, and I'm sure the other Century games I haven't played, it seemed like such a simple, like, casual game that you could get people who don't even play board games into really easily. Um, you know, you, you're drafting a few cards, and the things on the cards are, like, super simple and super obvious into what they do. Like, say, turn this color gem into that color gem. Gain these color gems. Like, it, it's so strange straightforward that I'm like, oh my god, yes, I can get this in a really quick span of time, even though I don't play board games a ton these days. Super easy to pick up, super easy to play quickly, um, and yeah. And, it, and you tied fun. for second. Yeah. One point out of first. And I, and I wasn't like 
you know, really het up on being first. And I never normally am. Like, that was the other thing I was saying to you. Like, we played a couple of, like, head-to-head games because, like, we're hanging out and playing games. And I was like, if there had just been a third or fourth person, I wouldn't have cared nearly as much because I'm like, my, you know, how I'm doing is kind of lost in the mix of, like, how we're all doing. And I'm not the only one who's not going to, quote-unquote, win or whatever. Um, and so it, it just doesn't trigger that in me it's, as much. It's less, it hurts less when you don't come in last. Yeah, true. But even even in a four or five, like I could come last and I wouldn't be that as bothered as feeling like I got beaten soundly in a in a two player. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Um and then we played a quick game of Railroad Inc. Yep. Because that group wanted to play another game and I'm like, okay, I'm a little exhausted right now, but alright, I'll do Railroad Inc. Yeah. Um because they hadn't played it before. Another great casual game that anyone can get into. Yep. Last seven turns and that's yeah. it. You roll the dice seven times and, and you're done. Yeah. Um but yeah, because well, the reason we did Gollum is because you asked me, it's like, what's a new game that is beginner friendly? Yeah. And I'm like, well, my favorite new game <laughs> new. that's beginner friendly. Oh, new. new. I we said noob. Not new. <laughs> new game that's beginner friendly. And I'm like, Century Gollum is my go-to. Like, it's yeah. absolutely my go-to right. for, like, it plays up to five players. It takes seconds to learn. Yeah. And and, that, and those are the types of people I'm I'm hanging out with a lot these days. It's like you know people who don't really play games. So I'm like I need games like that to to bring them into the fold and something they can handle and something they can learn super quickly. Yep. Um, all right. So then we played. Well, not coming today. Did we play anything else? I thought I brought a few other things. Oh, um, Search for Planet X. Yes, Search for Planet X. So Search for Planet X, we actually played a little bit earlier. Now, this is more of a logic puzzle. Yes. And it Very is... Very Sudoku-esque. Yeah. It's, it's Sudoku in space. Yeah. Right? And while it is competitive, I didn't feel like you were feeling competitive no. while we were playing it. No, I absolutely wasn't. No. And it's... Because it, to me, it felt more like I was just solving the puzzle. And yes, you could solve the puzzle quicker than me, but it wasn't like... You know, we were putting together some big engine and like, oh, look at me. Like, I did such a great engine because I'm so smart and I, you know, did all the right moves and I thought about it the right way. It's just like, okay, your mind against the puzzle. And okay, yeah, someone's going to figure out quicker than you did. But it just, that doesn't really trigger that competitive edge for me. I, and what I'm getting at, or what I, what I think I'm getting to yeah. is it's the direct player interaction yeah. that sets it off. Yes. Right? If you just let me do my own thing. And head-to-head. Uh, it, it has to be that, too, because, like I said, in bigger games, direct, I don't think it would... I would... Direct player interaction, head-to-head direct player yeah, interaction. Because yeah. Planet X was head-to-head, but no real direct player interaction. Right. Right. Um, Hadrian's Wall is head-to-head, but no player interaction. Right. Um, oh, I almost forgot um, Ares Expedition. Oh, Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. Right. Terraform so Mars this Mars. is another one, head-to-head, um, practically no player interaction. Yes. How did you feel about that one? Yeah, like very. And that one had a lot of cards, a lot of rules, a lot did. of things. It did. It did. So it was a bit confusing and took a while for me to get into. But at the same time, you're right. I I didn't feel that competitive in that game at all. I wasn't frustrated, you know. Um, and to be fair, I feel like I could understand it and play it better than the Fifty First State. Um, so I think that helps too. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the front, like versus home worlds, like you know, there's not that head, that real head to head with with terraforming Mars. Again, you're kind of building your own engine, and we weren't messing with each other. We were just so it's like I could look at it more as like I'm just playing to make the best version of what I can make. And if that happens to score less than you, uh, you know, what do you do? I'm not yeah. that bothered. Yeah, it's specifically Ares Expedition because yes. I would not have pulled out terraforming Mars. 
you to hate play that here. game. I do, I do. It, yeah. it takes it would take about five hours to play with you. Do you want to quickly reiterate the things you hate about it? Um, I mean, it's a few things. Uh, probably not important. You don't like I've the done, art? I've done an... Ent- oh, you didn't watch my Drunken Chris Reviews Terraforming Mars video. Oh, I didn't know you did that. It's a patron-only video. Okay. So if you're not a patron, you don't get to see this video. That's true. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I go on. I go on and oh, on and on. There you go, on. guys. Listen to that yeah. or watch it. No, or is it a video? It's a video. Oh, but some and you're drunk. That's yeah. funny. Oh, I'm, I'm wasted. <laughs> wasted. Wait, what's the story behind that? How did you get there? Was that part of it? Like, oh, this will be funny. Um, or what so, did you just happen to be? So my like one of my gaming groups. I'm always teaching the rules, yeah. and one of my gaming groups, we always start with a bottle of wine before we start teaching the rules. Right. So drunken Chris reads the rules is uh, something that we've always done. Oh, like so, Drunken History. There's exactly. like a show, right? Yeah. So I did a couple Drunken Chris does reviews and teaches games, and oh, I put those on Patreon. I um, I mean, I don't do a lot of drinking anymore, so right. and you really have to be at a level to yeah. be Drunken Chris. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, yeah you're I, pretty coherent drunk, so yeah. yeah, you really have to... It was it was a good time. <laughs> Dude, I might have to Patreon now. I'm just, just saying. It only costs like two bucks. Okay. Two bucks right. once you're in. You're in. I'm going to pay the two bucks, watch the video, and then cancel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fletcher keeps saying, don't tell people to do that. <laughs> like, I can't believe you tell people to do that. I mean, I'm going to tell people. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the, way, it's the way to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I enjoy uh, Ares Expedition. Now, I will say that game took us uh, probably an hour and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, when I played it with Sydney, it took about 35 minutes. Wow. And I don't know why. Right. Because I just think that we forgot to raise, like, we forgot to terraform Mars. Yeah. We spent so long building our we engine were, we bu- before we even engine. came close to, like, saying, oh, we should probably change these settings. <laughs> and I think we spent about 45 minutes to an hour not actually terraforming Mars no. at all, just building our engine. Yeah, and that's on. why we had so many cards on the table. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You, I mean, look, if you go to Mars with a goal of terraforming, just terraform the damn yeah, planet. Yeah, just start terraforming. It <laughs> sucks living in a tin can. Like, let's get these spacesuits off, yes, right? Come on. Yes. So I think that is, and I, I was actually on a BGG thread, and people are talking about how this game takes, you know, as long as terraforming Mars. I'm like, mm-hmm. how is that possible? Because we played this game so fast. Right. Um, this game doesn't take a long time if you just immediately start doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like, it really yeah. doesn't take that long. Right. Um, but now I want to play it with Cindy again just to... Confirm. Like, yeah, confirm. Like, well, I out of my mind? Yeah. Did I, did I start at 4 and end at 4.30? Did I start at 4 and end at 5.30? I think that I started at 5. Right. Like, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I need to... We need to play this game again. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that was great. And then today... We didn't do much in the morning because uh, we were just tired and yeah. hanging out. And right. actually, we didn't do much last night either. Right. But um, some of the, uh, the cu- one of the couples at our table wanted to play the crew, yeah. um, Mission Deep Sea, and I obviously I brought a copy of that. So we ended up playing I don't know maybe half a dozen yeah. missions with them. You know, right. playing through. Um, now it's been a while since you played a trick taking game. Yes. Um, and you've never played a cooperative trick-taking game. No. So, and certainly, um, this is no longer a competitive conversation. Yeah. One way to break your competitiveness is just play co-ops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how did you feel? But there were moments yes. where I know I probably made you feel like, how could you have done something so yeah, stupid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you did that, yeah. So, so <laughs> how did you... I'm glad that you 
was self-aware enough to pick up. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I was completely aware of it. But you were also being ridiculous. No, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> you were being ridiculous because you were like, but this is the thing. Like, I think the, part of our that dynamic and our dynamic is that like we're really good friends and like you're kind of like family to me. And we were talking about this the other day. So it's like I can let myself be kind of a bit salty towards you in a way that I can't with like every all of my friends. Like not all of my friends see that side. Only my best friends see that side of me. And even then it's rare. But that's why it, that comes out sometimes. And I think the same is for you, right? You feel like, hey, I can just talk to you however, right? Like So, so uh, there were two things to it, though. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know the crew, it's a cooperative trick-taking trick, trick, trick taking game. Mission Deep Sea gives you a number of missions. Yeah. Um, very different. I mean, the original one gives you missions too, but the Deep Sea version gives you missions that are all written out on cards, and they're very different than the first ones. Um, and there were a couple situations where you can actually mess this game up if you don't know the rules. Yes. Specifically, right? Because yep. it's a trick-taking game and you have to follow the rules and basically all your information is private. So I, I, there was a number of times where I basically, like, you have to follow suit if you can. Like, mm-hmm. these are the same reminders I give everybody. Yeah. Because these aren't common games in general. And like you said, it's been a while since I've played a game right. that's like this. Now, but there was one time specifically where you're allowed to give information on the table, right? And I had to take all of a single color of cards and we put all the, you know, a bunch of people put information all on a, I put a color down and you read that pretty quickly. It's like, yeah. I put a green card down. It's like, Oh, you must want to know that must be the suit that you, or, that you yeah, want to take. Right. So then everybody puts down something for green yeah. and you had one card that I could take, and you knew that there were other cards on the table that I could also take, and you're like, and you were in the lead, and you're like, okay, so what should I lead? And I'm just like, well, you have all the information on the table. It's like, yeah, but I don't know what I'm going to lead. Well, you have all the information on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think the thing was, is like, you know, obviously, I don't know this game, and like, we're putting cards down for information, we're putting tokens on them, and yes, we went through the rules, but like... There was a lot to take in in a yes. short space of and time, and this was the first get like yeah. round that we were playing. And that was and that was why I was trying to subtly hit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the couple we were playing with, they were cracking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> finally, I'm just like play the card that's on the table, <laughs> and you're like, you're like, oh, I forgot I had that card. I thought it was just a special green card I put at the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not in my hand anymore. Like I'm looking at my hand. There's no green cards in here. Like you know, there's some special green card on the table that's now <laughs> a special card that I don't have to think about anymore. Um, that was very funny. Um, but this is a, an interesting point because you are uh, a patient person with gamers and games. But I will say that I think you have your impatient moments. And maybe oh, yeah. you know this. Yeah. And like, so, you know, Sydney, if you're listening, like back me up here, like, you know, <laughs> tell him, you know, that, that that's true. He has his impatient moments. And so I think that came out as well. Like, and, and, and our sort of like, you know, our, the parts of our personality that we've been talking about came out more when we're like constantly drinking and like, you know, constantly getting little sleep and stuff. And we're, you know, in each other's space for a week. Um, so I think that comes out too. You know? Sure. Right. Sure. Um, it's also just funny. Like, I don't mind when people think about their turn, yeah. but when the, when there's only one option and it's punching you right in the face, dude, I, I had a whole hand full of cards. <laughs> I know, but none of those mattered. So you, you knew this game. You played it before. <laughs> and this is why even a co-op doesn't necessarily like fit. So there is still that, like yeah. you've played it before. And, yeah. and yeah, that, right. that to me is kind of like the, the thing that more than anything, 
is frustrating as a teacher of games. Yes. If you teach somebody a game and they get frustrated because you've played the game before, it's hard to teach that person. Sure, but that, that but this situation wasn't that. You were you were frustrated with me because I wasn't seeing the quote unquote obvious. Movie. Oh, I wasn't frustrated. I was making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, but your voice was raised. You weren't calm about it. Oh you no, like, I was smiling. Everyone yeah, was laughing. Yeah, no, 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 no. You were smiling, but you were like. Do, 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 do the damn thing, you know, and you're laughing at the same time. I, like, I started out with this. I started out with this. So all the, like, you had to pick the lead. I'm like, just remember all the information's on the table. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And then you look back at your hand. I'm like, Josh, all the information's at the table. And then you look at your hand. I'm like, Josh, all the information <laughs> is on the table. Yes. <laughs> and then you look at your yeah, hand. Yeah. <laughs> but you got frustrated a little bit. And yes, it was all good natured and we laugh. And then that's you the- never looked at the table. <laughs> I did eventually. You did eventually. <laughs> but I had a blast playing that game. Like, yeah, we all no, did. It's, one of, it's like, a fantastic we game. We all did. And it was yeah. like, you know, we were all talking about what we could do and what we couldn't do and all that stuff. And, and there's some restrictions on that. Like, you can't give information about your hand and stuff. But we were talking it all through. It was very social. So, like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I mean, like, I learned Yuka for the first time, like, actually about a year and a half ago or a year ago um, with uh, Ryan and um, my niece Sylvia. And it was uh, – and Gloria and I were there. And so that was just great. I really fell in love with trick taking games because uh, we had such a blast doing it. So this reminded me of that a lot. Yeah. Well, and I gave them this game as a Christmas present. Oh. But that particular box I opened up, it had the mission manual in it, but it didn't have the rule book in it. Oh. So now they have a game without a rule book that I didn't get a chance to teach them. Well, so I'm pretty sure it's just going to sit on a shelf until you go back and teach them. I will go back and teach them. So, yeah, because they have it. They just don't have the rule book. You right. can get the rule book online. Okay. But, you know, it takes yeah, effort, yeah. yeah. But I mean, honestly, you, you played two rounds of that game and you've mastered it. Oh, you know yeah. Exactly how yeah. To play. It was so easy to pick up. That's the thing. I, I would totally, you know, uh, I'm going to probably buy this and then play it with all my, you know, casual friends that, that don't really play board games because it's that. So, Hadrian's Wall, the crew, yep. those are two that you're going to buy by. Oh, and Mind Management. Mind Management. So, how was my, in general, the, for the games that I brought? Yeah. Successful? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's rare that I walk away from something being like, I want to buy three board games, and suddenly I'm going to do that. So, yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head, and they're all games. I mean, I Aries I Expedition is, the, like, I did not bring 51st State, so we yes. just took that from the library. Sure. Aries Expedition is basically the only game I brought where you're like, yeah, I liked it, but I don't think I'd buy it. Yes, that's true. Because yeah. even Planet X, you're like, I think Gloria might like this. Yeah, no, I, I did think that, because... I just think it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a puzzle, right? And you're both kind of figuring it out and it's not that competitive. So I, yeah, I could see her getting into it. All right. Well, I'm glad that I was able to bring a bunch of games. I think you would have yeah. liked Car Wars too, but yeah. I was just never in the mind. I was never in the space to actually set it up because right. it, it takes up a lot of space and we would have had to have played it indoors someplace, uh, which would have been fine, but it was, it was never like the priority. And you're loving that game. I don't know if you've talked about it on the podcast before, but you you yeah, like I think it's a great game. Right. I think and we'll probably do an episode on like when pod publishers mess up. Right. Uh, like, you know, something along the lines why do publishers suck? Um <laughs> I think the fundamental problem with the game is the publisher. I think right. the game is great. There's a couple issues that I have with it. Um as far as rules wise, but like they're super simple to house rule away. Yeah. But the support and the distribution model that the publisher, Steve Jackson's Games, 
gives this game, mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed in it. It's basically very 80s mentality, and it's uh-huh. it's frustrating to try... Like, I was trying to be a part of that community, but the more I was a part of the community, the more I didn't want anything to do with the company or the game. But hang on. You, this was the game that you wanted to teach Tom Vassell, and now yeah. it seems like you're backtracking. No, 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 no. I think the good. game is great. Which yeah. is why I want to teach Tom, but Tom had the same reaction. It's like, well, it's Steve Jackson. Like, right. I, I'm not so sure That's I want to actually play it. Fine, but you're excited about the game itself, right? I think the game is great, but yes. like most, and this is where I go back to competitive games. Yeah. Like most competitive games, I want to play them by the tournament rules. Mm. And there are no tournament rules for this. Oh. There are barely, like, there's a rule book, right. sure. But there are barely rules to this game because the designers will be like, oh, yeah, just play whatever you want. We expect people are going to house rule it because Car Wars has always been a house-ruled game. Mm. And they're like, the rule system we released is the one that we think will work best, but, you know, you should do whatever you want. (laughs) And I'm like, that is not productive to creating a tournament scene. Okay. Because they're like, oh, yeah, you can put on a tournament and just, you know, whatever rules you want to say. That Uh... Like, no, that doesn't work. Okay. Right? And so that's frustrating to me that there isn't a definitive this is how you would play this competitively rule set. Maybe you can put up a website, Chris Steele's um, oh, Car Wars tournament. Yeah. And then now so, everyone knows that's so the I have, one to follow. So I have. Right. And the problem is if you go anywhere off like the standard. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. The and this is on a tangent, but I like you know, it. That's this is, we're yeah. off script. Right. Um, with Car Wars, you have a lot of people who liked the old Car Wars. Okay. And they're bringing their biases and changes in house rules right. forward. So you can't actually talk about this game because I've never played the old Car right. Wars. I don't care about the old Car Wars. Right. This game is a good game. Right. The old game is not. Right. Um, I've read through the rules and like this. It's right. there's a reason why I've never played it. Right. But. When you have the older group yeah. get in, involved, everyone has a difference of opinion. Right. So if you're like, this, I think this would make a good tournament rule set, and yeah. like these are the build rules and this and that, right. you'll have 55 comments on that thread, and right. every single one of them are like, well, I would do it this way, I would do it this way. Like nobody's actually right. commenting on the actual premise. Right. They're all just ignoring that and saying, well, I would do this. Right. The question wasn't, how would you run a tournament system? The question yeah. was, here's a tournament system. Where do you see problems or flaws yeah, or whatever? Right. And there's never that discussion there. Right. Um, and it's partly because of the community. It's partly because of the publisher and how... Yeah, obviously, the old version doesn't yeah. help, too, like you said. Yeah. yeah. So there's just... there's. It's hard for me to get excited about something that... It's weird to hear, yeah. you, hear you say this, because I thought you were more excited oh, about I, I love the game. Yeah. I do. I just... But I also hate it. <laughs> I just... I have a problem with the competitive scene of it right. and the distribution model. Right. Like, I bought the whole game for, like, I don't know, $350 or something like that. Okay. If you wanted to buy what I bought for $350 off Kickstarter, yeah. you'd have to spend $800. Whoa. And that is a ridiculous distribution model. That's so expensive. Like, nobody should spend $800 on this game. It's a great right. game. Right. It's barely a $300 game. Okay. It's definitely not an $800 game. Right. Now, you can equate it with other things like X-Wing and stuff like that, but for every figure you buy of X-Wing, you're getting some cards and you're getting a painted model. Right. With Car Wars, the cars don't actually mean anything. Okay. Like, there's... You can... You get car models, but they don't do anything. They don't... They're not required for play. Like, you can put anything you want on these... On the bases, and the bases are brilliant. The turnkey's brilliant. Like, all of that stuff is great, but the distribution model just says, hey... 
buy these cards that come with cards, but you really only want the cards. Right. right. You can buy, there's a play mat that costs, I think it's $30. Right. That has two player cards in it. Okay. So if you want those two cards, you have to spend $30 <laughs> to get this play mat so you can get those two player cards. Wow. Um, which is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> like, right? Like the distribution model is insane. You have the core box mm-hmm. and then the expansions are all in white boxes with black lettering. They're not retail expansions oh. at all. So if my retailer wants to carry this game and support it, they can carry the core. But if you want in the, the expansions, you have to go to Steve Jackson Games website to order oh. them directly from there. And then you get this generic packaging. Oh. And, and they say it's like, oh, well, if retailers want to carry it, they can. But who's going to put a white box with black print yeah. on, on the store shelves? Like, that doesn't make <laughs> any sense. So there's no support for the retailer either. Right. And I'm going to reiterate all this stuff when I talk about publishers. But this yeah. is why I have... I don't have an issue with the game. I have an issue with how it approached. And right. also why I wanted to teach Tom so he could do some coverage on it. Right. And he has a bigger platform to make these points yes. than I do. Right. But I want him to make those points. Right. I was just going to teach him the game and, and let him come to his own conclusions because right. I don't like, no, right. you know, I my rules video is the one that Steve Jackson's put out there as far as teaching the game. Mm-hmm. I taught the game rules as written. Right. Like, that's how the game runs. Right. Even at the time, I knew I would never play it rules as written, right. but I'll teach it rules as written right. so people can make up their own minds, right. right? So that's where I'm at on that. Oh, that's super interesting, though, because it gets really into, like, the, the whole industry of the board game and, like, all the other things it takes to, like, make a great board game successful and, you know, make the players happy and the retailers happy. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean... That's why you shouldn't play me in Car Wars. Well, at least I, I can play you. Like it's you know, like we didn't play this game, but like you know, we were talking about how you know you moved to the suburbs, you got kids now, but like Gloria and I will have to come up for a weekend and like stay over, yeah. and that'll be one of the games. We play. I will happily play this, and you will have fun with it yeah. because it's really just kind of a dice chucker, Sweet. like super fun, run yeah. around, shoot at each other Love type it. of thing. Yeah, you know, people are going to blow up, and it's going to be good fun. <laughs> like right. it's it's one of those games where it's direct interaction. Yeah. But, I but there's I'll... only so much that anyone right. can do, right? It's like, I'm going to drive a car and I'm going to shoot at you. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah. There's not, not much to get angry about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, all right. So that is, I think that basically wraps up it does. this week. Yeah. It's, I mean, just in general, it's just nice to get back out there, get socializing, met some great people. Uh, mainly it was great to hang out with you again. Like, obviously, you've been in the suburbs, it's been COVID, and like, we haven't hung out any, uh, you know, hardly at all in the last couple of years. So it's just been great to hang out. You know, thanks for inviting me. Like, great. Thanks for coming. Yeah, dude. I had a, had a great time. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been fun. And, um, yeah, you should do it if you're interested. All right. Well, people listening. We'll hang out again on the next Dice Tower Cruise, apparently. No, oh, it could maybe, happen. Maybe sooner. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely sooner than that. Like, in a couple of weekends' time, we'll have to come up with something. All right. Well, we have plenty of space, um, and after 8 o'clock, we normally have our own lives back. So. <laughs> <laughs> no more screaming kids! Woo! No, your kids are very sweet and good. They're sweet and good. Yeah. I've, I, I will say that I have missed them immensely. Oh, yeah, but... Like, being gone for six days, I'm like, well... I have this break from the kids, yeah. but at the same time, I didn't really want a break from the kids. Yeah. Like, I really like them a lot. Right. right. And we've been FaceTiming and, and stuff, but it's just like, he's, he's grown up like 20 years since I've left <laughs> six days ago. Right. And I'm like, ah. Oh. 
But and then Sydney has to do the same thing, right. and it sounds terrible, right? It's like so she's leaving on Wednesday, yeah. um, I think Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, um, and going to Disney World for like five or six days because that right. was the deal, right? Right. And I I almost feel bad for her because I'm like, you're gonna you're gonna miss your kids so much, <laughs> but she'll be on land, and so the internet will be a little bit better, and yeah. you know it'll be a little easier to Facebook or Facebook FaceTime. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good to get away and have fun. I mean, like, there's so much to do on this cruise as well. Like, you know, we went and saw Mamma Mia. There was a comedy show. Oh, my God, Mamma Mia was so good. Oh, yeah. it was. And the it comedy was, show was so good. Oh, man, because I purposely sat us in the front row because I was like, oh, hopefully they'll pick on us. And they didn't seem like they were comics that were going to do that kind of thing too much. But the second guy was, and he ended up, like, pointing at me. Uh, oh, that was it. He was like, anyone from another country? So I'm like, yeah, UK. And uh, he just went on a whole rant uh, about British people, very funny stuff, like, you know nothing offensive or anything and then at some point he was like you know so what are you what are you doing here and i was like oh you know my wife's from here and she's oh yeah where where is she and i it's a long story about (laughs) you know why you and the kids can come you know why the kids can come and blah 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 blah. so it's like it's i can't say all that so i was like oh she's at home she's back in chicago yeah (laughs) she's at home so it's going well, is it? <laughs> and everyone like dying with laughter, including me. I'm like, this is what I wanted, right? Like I wanted the comic to pick on me, and it was just, it was, it was a perfect moment. I'm glad I could lay up that easy joke. And then like the the sort of the MC for the night came out and like made an additional. He's like, hope you all had a great Valentine's Day. Obviously not, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing Glory when I get home. So, yeah, yeah. Now, and I would say Mamma Mia is probably the best. It's best musical I've seen on. The sh- on any of the ships, yeah. Um, I've seen like seven, I think. Um, oh wow! Yeah, but- we we the last cruise we went was your wedding cruise, and we went and saw Cats, and oh my god, that is so bad! It's so bad. How it was- is it like a hit musical? Like it made no sense. I couldn't follow it. I was like, maybe at some point it's all going to click together. No, it's the most worst, crazy pile of <laughs> so- whatever you've never seen. You know? Oh it's my god! So bad. It's so bad. Oh. Um, but yeah, but Mamma was fantastic. The yeah. comedy show was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we never, we barely got off the ship. We didn't. We yeah. got off at one port, walked around the circle, <laughs> and then walked right back <laughs> on the ship. I mean, I told you, I'm here to hang out with you and play games. And then it also, it was like, we got the drinks package and we we're like, it's expensive. We've got to get our money's worth. And so there was that pulling us back in. Yeah. Like, well, oh, also, free drinks back there. you had just been to Honduras like a yeah, few months ago. That, that was one of our stops. Yeah. And you spend a ton of time in Mexico. In yeah. fact, Gloria flew in to Cozumel two days <laughs> yes. after we left Cozumel. Yeah. And she's like hanging out in Mexico by herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's doing some free diving. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, that is an episode. Uh, again, no credits because yeah. I'm not going to make Josh read them and it's uh, late and we have yeah. to wake up in well, yeah, we don't have not a lot of hours. But uh, it's great to be back. I'm glad, I'm glad I could make a sort of flying guest appearance and I'm, I'm sure I'll do uh, a few more at some point as well. All right. Well, you've been welcome to come back. Uh, of course. So we'll let you know when, we talk, when I talk about bad publishers and reiterate mm. the whole Car Wars stories again. I'll have you on. Yeah, sounds good. So, but you have to play Car Wars first. Yes. So that's the I'll rule. come over and we'll play. Yes, that works. All right. Bye, everybody. See you later.